something that I don't think we've ever talked about before, really. They're real. Where do you stand on Ozzy? Ozzy the singer or Ozzy the person? Uh, just Ozzy. Fucking, I'll listen Ozzy to Ozzy Osbourne, to be right. specific. Fuck Trump, man, I'll listen. Usually, uh, he's not done too much that I can't stand. Because he's a big old fucking working class knucklehead. How can I not like him? Yeah, like, I... I can't dislike Ozzy just because of like what he's done for rock and roll in general. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to Ultimate Sin earlier today. Mm-hmm. Bad. Oh boy, it was not a good album. But that was also like 1987. There was nothing good coming out of 87. That is not true. How dare you? So White Snake, Appetite for Destruction came out. White in Snake was hitting pretty hard in '87, huh? With David Coverdale and mm-hmm. his luscious locks. Oh yeah, I still love that interview with him. He's like, I've sold two and a half million records. I don't think it was all because of my hair. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, that and Tony, you know, grinding up on your car there, homie. But yeah, like, there's a lot of Ozzy that like, oh boy, I really don't like this. Well, if I think about it um, subjectively, though. The last time I heard that album is when it came out. And it was all right. I listened to it. It was on a couple times. I didn't care. Yeah, that, that's fair. It was all right. But if you're comparing it to Sabbath Ozzy or some of his other stuff, you're like, fuck, how, how is this the same person? You know what I mean? But, I mean, all in all, in general, fucking Ozzy's all right, man. See, Sabbath is real rough terrain, though. Because toward the end of the Ozzy era, even, it was, mm-hmm. oh, boy. <laughs> Well, like, almost unlistenably bad. Well, that's why I'm glad Dio foomed him up with Heaven and Hell, buddy. That was an excellent album. Speaking of Dio, mm-hmm. I was listening to Dio at work the other day. I was like, man, I, I know what I never really have listened to? Hmm. Rainbow. Oh, you So didn't... I threw on Rainbow. What was your James, opinion of Rainbow? I turned it off almost immediately. Yeah. I got three songs into Richie Blackmore's Rainbow and went, I don't need this at all. No, no, I'm no. sorry, Ronnie James Dio, but... This uh, this can stop. If I want to listen to Ren Fair music, I'll go to a goddamn Ren Fair. Okay, <laughs> at least I'll get to see chicks in real, real tight fitting corsets and shit. You know? Yeah, and there was a like one of the obligatory like juke joint rock songs on there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, this kind of sounds like Cinderella. <laughs> like, oh, oh no! Also, right around '87, there, buddy. All that great music came out that year. Hell yeah. Fuck, it was a bad year for music, homie. I don't mind Cinderella, if I'm being perfectly honest, but you know my bias towards it. Yeah, but you probably listen to girls' school on purpose. I don't think so, no. <laughs> no. But Cinderella's okay. Okay. Uh, hmm. As far as musical tastes go, the one person... Heartbreak Station's a great song, how dare you. <laughs> okay. That's okay. I'm just going to not make direct eye contact. I'm going to back away slowly. It's okay. <sighs> Don't you ever speak ill of Hanoi Rocks in this house. <laughs> I will strike you I'm with sorry. my palms. I did not know that you were that big a Razzle fan, buddy. Goddamn right. <laughs> the fact that I knew his fucking name. What's up? Yeah. Dude, Hanoi Rocks rules. Mm-hmm. Until Vince Neil fucked that up. <laughs> big time. <laughs> a little bit. He sure did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, no more albums after that. Mm. <laughs> and speaking of fucking up, hey everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. 
My name is Chris Pfaff, and I am one of your hosts. And I am James Marino, and I'm the other one of your hosts. By ah. the way, for the first time since we've been fucking doing this, you didn't catch me. No, that was a pretty weak one. I just wanted to get on with it. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, mm-hmm. James, as yeah. you know, and I'm sure everybody else who pushed the play button where the title is on there, mm-hmm. we're talking about 2021's Hellbender. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we can do this part real fast. Uh, written, directed, and starring uh, Zelda Adams as Izzy, Toby Poser as mother, John Adams as uncle, and uh, only starring Lulu Adams right. as Amber. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> James. Yes. Yes. You, you handsome devil. Tee-hee. What, what'd you think of Hellbender? I fucking enjoyed it it wasn't a great movie it wasn't a bad movie it was a nice hour and a half and i enjoyed it it's not going to be on rewatch it didn't change my purview on horror films it didn't do a lot of shit it was there and i liked it yeah it was just a nice enjoyable little do to do to do that was that was fine it's like ranch with hot sauce <laughs> you know yeah it's the buffalo ranch of movies yeah <laughs> I don't like ranch, and I'm a big fan of buffalo sauce. But it's, throw... it's white as hell, but a little spicy. Yeah, it's got a little something there. <laughs> that, that is the best description <laughs> in the world for this film. It is definitely the buffalo ranch of movies. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's totally fine. Well, but, you know, then I give it so much extra credit for a bunch of reasons that has nothing to do with this film. Yes. So... This is kind of our second in a little series that we've been doing of a like very low budget, low budget. <laughs> very low budget films. Yep, uh, made as you might have caught by the credits, made by a family. Yes, in Adams Family Production, and they are most of the credits. Yeah. in this film. And I'll tell you what, if you take a look at it, editing everything that they do, and the kids were doing it too. It wasn't just the mom and dad. They edited it, they did the sound, they did every goddamn thing on that movie, and you couldn't tell it was not done by the guy you hired from the union, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was, I was impressed by that, cause, and what made me the most impressed, I'll just get right to it, fucking, that would be the dream gig, man. You make, you're making movies or doing creativity with friends and family, uh-huh. and having something, putting out something this good. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. Why the fuck am I sitting on a goddamn couch? What yeah. the fuck? In that respect, it is a very, very good movie. Hell yeah. Um, especially, it, like, you can see the low-budgetedness of right. it. it. It's pretty apparent, but it's it might be the best quality for the money spent that I might have ever seen. Out of, out of all, you're right. Now, if we think about it objectively, I think it's the most bang for your buck that I've seen out of a movie because... If I didn't know anything about the family aspect of this whole movie or any of that, good, solid, little independent movie. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It, and it did its job. I didn't. I wasn't sitting there pressing pause every 20 minutes for a break. I was just like, ah, oh. it, it was a solid piece. And I was, so I appreciate it for that. Yep. There are definitely things that I do not care for about mm. it. Uh, the story mainly is a uh, full core. Well, yes, but I don't know what it's trying to say. It doesn't really land on a point. It doesn't need to say anything. The only thing that I could say that it needed to say and it did is it's, like I said, the weirdest coming-of-age film I've ever seen. 
Right, but I think they're making quite a few statements uh, visually and in just the text of the film that I don't think they really land on a definitive like conclusion to anything. But well, I mean, all all the emphasis on blood and becoming, and and the ascension to let's say witchhood. You know, it 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 doesn't have to have an overarching point. It is what it is. Right, very but simply. it's very much the uh, generational divide, the uh, offspring versus mm-hmm. the, the wanting to pick. yeah, wanting to get under from the the parent's thumb. Right, and it's the story of a parent trying to shield their child from. I guess it's the opposite of from the dangers of the world. No, they're trying they're, to shield the world from, from the, the dangers dang- of them. Yeah. Yeah. But it effectively works in that same sense. Mm-hmm. She's trying to protect her. And I was really thinking about it because you and I were having a conversation and without getting like too personal and airing our business out there, mm-hmm. it really made me think about like teaching our children that mm-hmm. there is definitely violence within you. Mm hmm. And it is your responsibility to keep it in check because, if not, bad things will happen. Absolutely. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, and I think that might just be us personally, yeah. just because we were just talking about it, you know, raising kids. Yeah. One of the things that you have to realize is that all of us, every single human being, has violence within us. Oh, absolutely. And it just so happens, obviously, this is a heightened reality, a heightened version of that, mm-hmm. to where she is very much like the most dangerous thing on Earth. But it, it's a very good exploration into that. And I think also, too, I never talk about this, but I, it's a real good character study. Because they're archetypes, mother, daughter. But they're their own people, um, there, there, there's depth there, which was more depth than I, this movie again needed to have. So, because there wasn't so many spookies happening, or so many spookies that I haven't quite seen or know about that kind of thing, um, I was left to settle in to their relationship and the, you know, the pushback from back and forth and the mother's lying and the daughter's finding out about it and all that stuff. So for me, that really kept me into the movie. And if they would have taken even the spookies out of it, it would have still been a solid, a solid little, you know, solid little relationship drama. Right. And I mean, obviously the chemistry, since it's a mother and daughter duo right. in this film, it's out of this world. And like, there's some faulty acting in there from other people, I guess, but mm-hmm. those two solid performance. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And it really does. It's, very interesting to watch this mother lying it, again, raising kids. Like, you need to lie to your kids oh, sometimes. Yeah. But at what point do you <coughs> have to be open and honest with them about Absolutely. the world and what's around them? Because, I mean, Lulu or not Lulu, uh, 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 Izzy. Izzy, she's never met another person. Right. She's seen other people from afar. I don't think she'd ever met any. No. No, no, she hasn't. In fact, yeah, because when she meets Lulu at the that house, it was the first time she'd ever really talked yeah. to somebody. Yeah, met another person. And it's just, it's very interesting to watch this sheltered girl, and this is where I think the story falters a little bit. She's super-duper sheltered, and then she mm-hmm. finds out this thing, and she's devastated by it and mad and angry, and then immediately, like, I know kids are resilient, and especially teenagers are resilient to change, mm-hmm. but... 
for her to immediately just be like, oh, yep, I am evil as shit now. It wasn't that so was, much. That was the part that was a little bit jarring. You see, it didn't jar me because it was the embracing of whatever that power was. I didn't see it because remember they talked about it's not good, it's not evil, it's its nature, right? Right. Well, she got a taste of that nature, just a little poop of that. And no matter how much she feared it, that still hit her. It still hit that spot, and she wants more. And I, I do have to say, that was a very, very creative way for her to have ingested something that wasn't uh, plant-based. Right. When she drinks a worm and a shot of tequila with right. her new friends. I thought that was actually, that was like a very, very smart way to go about it. And the funny thing is, I spent probably about eight months total out in Pacific North, Northwest out there. I was in a town called Goldendale. Just right up in, in the mountains. And if you get further out, like towards Yakima or the falls or any of that, you get people who have time to steep in their own fucking head. And I know when we first started, my wife was laughing at the, the metal band. I'm like, you have no idea what the fuck people get up to out in those mountains because they don't have anybody else around. And they got time to live inside their own heads. And I think having met a bunch of homeschooled people, too, that really struck me. I'm like, fuck, they played it very, very well. You, people who are so clueless because they've never left home. And um, I've had to train new servers that have been homeschooled and rarely got out of the house. And that just special kind of cluelessness, you're just like, you, you want to be mad for a couple seconds, then you just end up feeling sorry for them. And, and they really showed that. And um, Lulu, the, the portrayal of Lulu, just that, fuck you, I'm doing what I want. You know, just a townie kid. Amber, yeah. yeah. Lulu is the actress's name. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. Amber, fucking peg that townie kid. They're, they're taking shit. They got to be tough. Half of them just came off the farm and three, you know, you know everybody and everybody's in your business and you probably fought half the town already anyway, boy or girl. And she portrayed every townie I've ever met. I was like, fuck yeah. So I'm just talking about shit I like. Yeah, I mean, it's scene by scene, it seems pretty solid, but there are a lot of like questions about, again, about their motivations, like where they are, I guess, landing on the generational struggle I mean, landing on that we need to destroy? See, I didn't the, think of it as a generational struggle. Really? No, I thought of it as <clears throat> not even a power struggle. The whole point of the movie, I felt, was, you know, the changing of seasons, the growing up, the becoming of whatever. And on most of these, when, when you become whatever, you usurp the power that was already there. And that's just how it is. I liked how the movie actually pulled it together at the end and said, oh, you can hang out for a little bit. We've we got to discover what we can discover together before I eat you. Right. So it wasn't so much mom versus. It was This is the natural cycle of things that was tried to be pushed back by the mom that's now come to fruition. And that was, to me, the point of the whole movie, that becoming. Well, yeah, and I mean, just the natural cycle of violence. I mean, we've seen it in, like, all the moons and films like that where they are just portraying there is always a natural cycle of violence. And See, that's fine. I didn't even think of it as violence. I just thought of it as a, a passing of power. It's a passing of, like, the season. Seasonal Seasons don't give a fuck. When one's over, the other one's dead. This is entire force of nature, regardless of whether it comes from hell or not. It's just the movement of power, and you watch, watch how it's done and the relationships between the two. That's what I got out of it. Right, and so. I don't know. It, part of it that lost me a little bit, too, mm -hmm. was uh, 
they kind of uh, very quickly introduced like just some lore mm. of, about the Hellbenders, but it was only in like one sentence segments, and it's not very often that I say this. I think this movie could have used about twenty minutes mm-hmm. to get into like a little bit more of the background of the Hellbenders, because we kind of like I I know leaving it vague is okay. But when you're just going to tell us lore, but only in a one sentence, like no, give me a, give me a little bit more of that. Yeah, what, what's the deal with the key? Yeah, <laughs> you know, is that oh, is that a power that you get from eating, or is that something inherent that you get? You know, <clears throat> and there was a, yeah a few other questions. Usually, yeah, I'd have to agree with you because you see her warding the house, you see the sigil up, you see the blood magic, you see the nature magic, etc. I, I would have liked a little something than something for that. Exactly. Know? And, I mean, they... Uh, I'm just getting off into a little bit of a tangent here, but they're not humans, correct? Because, I think they are... Because they show... Before anything happens, they're continually showing the meals that they're eating, and it's pine cones and mm-hmm. twigs and Because shit. they can't eat anything with meat in it, or they get yeah, the power. Yeah, exactly. Now, I just thought they were granola-crunching fucking hippies when I was watching it. Right, but, I mean, you can't sustain yourself on pine cones yeah. and twigs. So, I mean, that leads us to believe that they're not humans, then, correct? Or altered humans. Altered by whatever power gave them that. They're, right. They're witch-packed, as it were. Because, I mean, there's a scene where uh, Izzy's chowing down on what looks like a bone. Mm-hmm. And her mom walks in and says, oh, you're eating raspberry root. Your tastes are developing. Mm-hmm. Or your tastes are maturing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know what that means I at all. I don't know. <laughs> like, could, could you maybe tell us a little bit more? Like, I, I would like to know, actually. And mm. that's where I'm saying is that, like, it kind of loses me a little bit toward the end because... There's so much of this stuff that's not really resolved mm-hmm. that it built up and the escalation obviously is pretty palpable throughout the whole thing. But then they would just like go hang out. Yeah. And chill. Like it, they broke the tension in a few points where I didn't. The tension wasn't built high enough for it to need easing to me. Exactly. That's, that's a great way of saying it. Thank you. Cause Half these movies I sit and I can't, I literally can't sit. I have to stand up. I got to walk around because I'm uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable in this movie, but not enough to be, they could have kept that tone. And if they would have kept that tone without breaks the entire time, it would have built my tension to the point where I'm uncomfortable, which I would like. There's another sequence. And I honestly, I couldn't tell you how long it is in like the film. But it feels like there is a good 10 minutes mm-hmm. of where it's just music video. Yeah. There is constant soundtrack at the beginning of this film. And well, they've got to promote kinda... their family band. No, exactly. That's fine. And granted, yeah, it's not my type of music. Oh, no. But I'm not going to fault them for having a soundtrack in their film. I fault them for calling it metal. Well, either way. <laughs> yeah. You, we both took exception with that term. However, mm-hmm. like I, I can't fault them because like the songs are fine. Yeah. I guess. And uh, and they did harden up a little bit after after they ate the worm. Yeah. But also like, why? Ah. Why was there ten minutes worth of music and then they show like one more band sequence after they yeah eat the worms or whatever and she's got her face all well they've always got their face yeah. painted but, but that cool ass fucking crown yeah, man yeah, that, crown. that was the shit yeah that ruled that thing was badass it looked goofy until she put it on her head and I'm like fuck that is 
cool. Yeah, especially with the face paint. Hells yeah. But there's, again, a lot of this that just feels like, all right, I don't need music video <coughs> in the middle of this only hour and 20 minute film. Well, I'm glad it wasn't a minute longer. Well, again, I could have used a lot more of the story. Yeah, well, they could have, as pretty as the Pacific Northwest is, they could have done a little less walking in the forest scenes, if you ask me. But the thing that really bothers me about the, like, what feels anyway, like 10-minute chunks of music, it's never a complete song. No. There's four or five different songs jammed in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's constantly changing, and well, it's disorienting, but not in, like, the good, like, this is making me feel uncomfortable. It's, right. well, you pick a fucking song, because it's not even, like, a montage. Nope. It's, you know what it is? They, they took the whole album that they made, and they gave us 40 seconds, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, just varying times, just to fuck with you. Hey, they promoted the shit out of their album, though. Yeah, that's fine. Again, if that's what you want to do, but... We could have spent that time on figuring out, like, I don't know, how she made that gross tunnel. Oh, yeah. Or what the fuck that was at the beginning of the show when you couldn't tell what it was and then they went showed the hanging chick. Oh, that was uh, uh, the mother's mother. Okay, I couldn't. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but that fucking fleshy shit they went through. Yep. It's like, what the fuck is that? Why are you showing me that? Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh, they they finally showed why, and I was just like, so? Yeah, you're just in a pitch black room. Like, <laughs> and I get it. Again, budget constraints. They did what they could with what they had, and it's not a bad idea. But yeah, for that to be the result, yeah, like I don't I don't know. <sighs> and there was a long shot of a, like the mother standing under an awning in town, right, with rain drizzling. It was pretty. Yeah, it was fine. But again, mom, narratively, okay. like I, I could have used a little more of your story instead of this. Yes. Well, now I can tell I'm of an age, though. But uh, I actually like they were very much shot like a music video. But I like the uh, uh, I don't want to say like flashbacks or dream sequences. Oh, the psychedelic sequences. Yeah, the, yeah, the vision sequences. Uh, I was gonna. I I, didn't, I actually have notes at home, but having um, <clears throat> maybe uh, allegedly partaking in some of those types of things. They pegged it pretty quick. I was like, oh, I, I have seen things similar to that. Oh, that morphs right, too. God damn. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that was reminding me of some different times. Yeah, but like uh, when uh, Izzy touches the book and mm-hmm. it does the like. Oh, yeah, the very, flash into. Yeah, like the uh, psychedelic vision yeah. sequences. Like, again, it, they look kind of cheap, but if you can put that aside for what they did. With assuming again, assuming not a huge budget, it looks good. It was effective as fuck. Uh huh. Or when she drops the, uh, when they're doing the stick trick. Yeah. When her mother shows her when she turns the stick into a flower, and then Izzy drops it and it sinks into the ground. Oh yeah. And her mother's like, yeah, that's why you can't go to town. <laughs> yeah. How about it? But here's the other question. It kind of felt like. Mm-hmm. And again, having experience with addiction and what have you. Mm-hmm. Was that a mother relapsing with their child? I don't because know. Because it kind of seems like the parent that goes, all right, if you want to drink, drink here. Mm-hmm. And drink with me. Right. Like, well, uh, she's pretty much taken acid with her kid. Yeah. And that, it made me very uncomfortable. And that's what, again... A lot of these mixed messages. That yeah, but you you got to understand culturally too. I have been on 
once I was after I was older than 18, <clears throat> but I've been to peyote rituals with family members, and it is part of the culture. It's part of hey, you do it, you know, you want to do it. It's it's available to you. Nobody pushes you into it or nothing, but it's not like doing drugs with your kid. It's not like we're sitting there, we're cooking a spoon, and you know, I'll take half, you take half, you know, make sure it's stirred right. It, it's not that. This is a vision quest. This is you're chasing the smoke. You're doing the thing. Right, but she knows that that is going to lead to violence. Yes, but at the point that it was, the point that it had become, she has no control over whatever power she can get. So the only way that her daughter's going to stay alive without killing the entire fucking town is if she can teach her how to at least hold back and just eat a deer and float for a minute or use that power, you know, sublimate that power for something else. So... In, right, but in the middle then, of the film, that makes a lot of sense. But then, I mean, due to the mother's promotion of this, Izzy's using, effectively, if I can use that yeah. terminology, she's using on the side. Yes, she's, she's uh, yeah, yeah, she is. Because she's eaten pretty much the entire goddamn forest, because they're finding bones everywhere. It took me a minute to go, oh, oh, shit, because I thought the mom was doing it to keep track of the daughter for a minute. Now it makes more sense. Okay. See, I don't always catch everything while I'm watching the fucking movie. <laughs> right. Got to ruminate a minute. But, I mean, they have a couple cool drone shots in this, oh, too. I, oh, dude. That one, because I've seen th- that shot because we were on, um, I was on the 300-footers. And if you think about how, the, like, the Columbia River Gorge is like a big gorge with hills, and then we're 600 feet on top of the hill. And if you can look down, like, when it, when it was all forested out, like in the middle of summer, oh, dude, that is gorgeous. And I could sit there, I, I, I could freeze frame that and just relax. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously the scenery is absolutely gorgeous in this. <laughs> you distracting son of a bitch. You're welcome. Why are you making goofy faces at me? Anyway, sorry, I've directly derailed everything for no good reason. But again, I'm just, I'm, I can't get over the, uh, I, again, my interpretation of it was the generational struggle, obviously Mm -hmm. the child breaking free from these norms and her mother trying to keep her safe. And it, I don't know if it feels like, again, it, it feels like it lands on like a destroy the old institutions kind of thing for the, but Yes and no. But also, that old institution was promoting peace, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term. And it looked to me like if you want to talk about it as a generational thing, is hey, this is how it was. My mom was fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And shit was fucked up. In 147 years I've been kicking around, yeah. I made shit less fucked up. Yeah, again, they're not people. She's 147 right. years old. Well, witches were supposed to have lived long lives, whatever. But. The point is, though, now it seems like at the end, they're going to figure out what they're going to do together. Either she's going to become a whacked out psycho or they're going to figure it out together before the kid has to kill the mom. And there's no set There's nothing to say they can't live 500 years together at the same time. Yeah. And then again, there's that little bit of lore that they just kind of throw at us at the very end when Izzy, when, uh, Izzy says, I'm not going to kill you yet. I don't need another little hellbender running around like, oh, so another one is born like when you, the one kills the other? Yeah, I guess if you eat the mom, you get another kid. 
Sure. There that, you go. Like, that would have been cool to know. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say this. I like the fact that it was female-centric. You know what I'm saying? That dudes weren't really part of this. No. And uh, there was the whole story happened just because it happened. And I like that. That's that's refreshing to me. And it wasn't even made. It wasn't even made. This is a feminist film. This is this or women power. It was just slice of life. And I was fucking. I loved it for that. So. Yeah, I mean, it was written by obviously two women mm-hmm. who were mother and daughter. And right. Yeah, it is just a mother and daughter coming of age tale. But yeah. you don't get to see that. And you don't get to see it done like this. So, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty effective. But mm-hmm. again, I I need some more. Like, when she's just in the woods and like, uh, so what does this and this do? Pop quys. Yeah. And she knows the answer. It's like, well, you never showed, like, her you guys working together. Or in to the like, books. Yeah, and like her teaching her along the way that like you can use this, but here's why you shouldn't. And like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Again, there's there's big gaps in this where I could have used about another half hour of them kind of explaining a little bit more because again when you do that, it leaves me with all these questions at the end. Like well, well th- this is one of these movies that is very loosely a horror movie. If you ask me. So maybe because I'm new to horror movies, it didn't matter. It, it didn't need to hit my horror meter much. It didn't need to do much that, more than just be a relationship coming of age story. I, I appreciated the little horror element, but this is, to me, this isn't really even a horror movie, if you ask. You know, there's some horror elements, but I. But, but they do scary face, James. Yeah, but eh, come on, I've seen better. Yeah, but it was cool. No, that, that I love the fangs, dude. Those fangs were fucking awesome as shit. Uh huh. And and again, I liked it, but man, no, I actually I don't even have to. Mm, I like it because it is a different coming of age story. I can't think of it as, as a straight horror film at all. I, I mean, she turns that dude into dust. Ooh, scary. <laughs> I was a quaking in my boots. <laughs> and uh, the guy that catches them at their pool, I mean. <laughs> oh, that, that was cool. That was some good gore. Yeah. But, I mean, that dude, he deserves all the Oscars for his. You are so fucked. <laughs> like, oh, man, you guys could have just cut out all the extras in this film because mm-hmm. not a single one of them is a good performer. No, 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 no. I love the fact that they call them idiots, though. I had not heard that one before. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I thought I heard all the towny words for people from out of town. Nope, idiots were new to me. Yeah, and that was the other thing. There's a few points in this where it really does kind of feel like, well, this happens. Why? Because we need it to, to progress the story. There's a few parts that I, obviously when you're dealing with a supernatural horror film, like, yeah, there's going to be little discrepancies. Well, you but... said that wrong. It's a supernatural horror film? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of <laughs> like a... Personal shopper, you're like, yeah. Was this a horror? Was, yeah. was there ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this movie would have been better with a better budget? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And again, I I'm not faulting them whatsoever for that. Mm-hmm. What they did with what they had is fucking fantastic. Right. But I think if you put a little bit more money behind this and maybe had another outside party do a yeah. once over on the script, mm-hmm. 
and say, you need to tighten this up. You need to tighten this up. Yeah, because when you're working together with especially family, yeah, after a while you fall into a groove that you don't even notice as a groove. Yeah, it, it's nobody telling you no. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of need that when you're doing something is mm-hmm. to have another set of eyes on it going, all right, uh, maybe not this, maybe not this. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we do about this? Keep all keep all of this part. Just kind of restructure this a little. I could see that because I I I, th- I don't I haven't said this in a while, but this is a little pacey. Yep. It was a little all over the map with pace. I'm used to. I guess it's because I've watched so many films that I've caught the rhythm of film, and this didn't have that rhythm for me. Well, like we said, the they break it up with moments of extreme tension between mm-hmm. the two of them, and. As the story progresses, we know that it's like it's going to be a deadly conflict. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless, we don't see it in the film, but there's going to be that conflict. And I'd like to see that movie. Yeah, mother versus daughter. Fuck yeah! And they're both using their powers and shit. Let it get gory as fuck. Which fight? Oh hell yeah! Put some real metal behind. Which fight? <laughs> oh, that'd be badass. We could RoboCop. Doodly, 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 that's doodly. right. We could RoboCop three the fuck out of this. Where they witch fight in monster trucks. Oh hell yeah! The special guest star Nicholas Cage. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Witch fight at the dirty drag strip. <laughs> this is the stupidest idea we've ever had. <laughs> yes, but it's one of the more fun ones. Yes. How can we contact these people to suggest Hellbender 2, Monster Truck Witch Fight? Oh, fuck yeah! They would tell us, go straight to hell. We made a serious film, you assholes. <laughs> well, speaking and then of... we would hang our heads and go, yep, you're right. We didn't need to do this at all. But it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, James. What do you think? Where do you land on Hellbender? It's a solid little work, and I enjoyed it. I'm probably not going to watch it again soon, but if I had to watch another horror, like if I was in the mood for a horror movie and my kids were home, <laughs> I wouldn't care because they would be, they would, kids would be bored except for the scary, scary parts. So my kids could walk around in the room, I could put it on and do something, you know, listen to a movie. Listen, I think you are right, though, that it is very pacey, and like I was saying, the there's moments of very much, like, high tension between them because there's going to be a deadly conflict. Mm. And then it's, Hey, let's go for a walk and let's go hang out. Right. Well, and then it's back to, uh, Izzy finding the book and kind of learning more about the story through these visions. Mm -hmm. And then, Hey, let's eat this bowl of maggots and puke on each other's faces. (laughs) That was horrible. Yeah. Again, I don't know what any of that means. No, but the funny thing is, okay. Near the end of the movie, you, you saw that little skeleton with the gap in its teeth? With the little sombrero on it? You didn't see that part? No, um, when the mom goes in the room and the room had changed because she can't get the key out of her hand, she opens the door, yeah. walks in the room and all oh, that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. The, the gap in the teeth, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but like uh, during certain rituals, you have a cigar and rum, and that's to hold the cigar as you blow the rum on the idols and shit. And then you take it out and light the flame. So that's some Santeria shit. So they had all kinds of cool iconography. And I would like to see this movie with somebody who knows about, like, you know, that folk symbol shit and blood magic and all that stuff. Because maybe, they, maybe they're doing it, like, chapter and verse 100% right for people who know what the fuck that is. You know, it looks cool to me, but maybe it means shit to other people. 
I'd like to find that out. Maybe that would make this movie even cooler. Yeah, because that's one of the other things that, and I don't think they needed to go too much into it, but that sigil is everywhere, and it can. It seems like it doesn't have like a defined power. It can just kind of do what they want. That would have made sense. Remember when mom was the mom was pop quizzing, right? If you would have talked earlier, where you see them walking, okay, see the sign. I made the sign because it was the triangle or the rectangle of, you know. Fernando, whatever, in the 12th century, we've kept it because it's kept our family safe. Blah, the blood does this, whatever. And that would have made uh, this movie probably even two times better. Right, but I mean, the sigil kind of works for everything because they make one out of sticks and effectively it becomes an eye in the sky. Yeah. Like a sentry in the sky that can see whatever or Sauron. whoever. Yeah. And if you do it in blood and surround it with flowers and put your hand in it and close one eye, you can just see... Well, they were scrying, yeah. Yeah, you see through the... The veil. Yeah. But also, if you carve it into the wall, you can put your hand on it. It makes a key to a secret door. Right. If you put it on a twister mat and you accidentally step on it, (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah. If you put it on a dinner plate, you can eat fucking pork chops in the eighth dimension. Like, what? If you put a two liter of Fago on it, you can summon 600 juggalos, some fucking thing. Hey, man. You know what? What? All right. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a side thing here. Who knew? I, I'm not a huge ICP fan, okay? Right. So don't get me wrong. I'm we not were against all them. wrong about the Juggalos. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. They, they might be white trash, but uh, they are very much and always have been anti-rich, anti-hatred, anti-Nazi. Like, They're like an inclusive group then. I've, I've heard a oh, little bit about that. Yeah, and uh, they very much stick together like the white trash family that they are, but they don't discriminate. Oh, wow. They're, yeah. Like, man, as it turns out, the Juggalos may be the best of us all. <laughs> well, yeah. They're, they're the cream of the white trash heap. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they ever did end up being designated as a, uh, like a They have been by the government. By the FBI? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if that had happened or not. Well, next time somebody woot- woots me, I'll woot-, woot them back then because I'm, I'm all about the inclusiveness. Yeah. The, the, the Juggalos may be the best of all of us, and that is one of the most depressing facts that you could ever hope to know. Well, that's what I liked about, that's what really drew me to the punk scene like in the early 80s is um, it doesn't matter where you were kicked out of and where you didn't fit in, you got a group. Doesn't matter, I'm Mexican, doesn't matter. Just stay away from the guys with the shaved heads. Uh-huh. You know, but they, anybody come in, you fucking go see a show. Everybody's there from every neighborhood. And if, you know, so... I kind of like that about the Juggalos. I'm not going to make fun of them anymore, goddammit. No. I mean... I mean, I've never really ripped on the Juggalos, but never, you know, I never thought about them seriously, but fuck, that's cool as shit. Yeah. All right. Again, that's like one of those cool things that like, yeah, metalheads are like, usually it's like, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit who you are. Mm -hmm. As long as you're a cool dude, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the like proudest moments when... uh, fucking Rob Halford came out of the closet and everybody was just like, yeah, we know. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, Judas Priest fucking rules, man. We we, we, what? we knew that. <laughs> we knew that from a, a couple of his songs. We figured it out. It's it's okay. Yeah, one of the like most misguided ways to say it, but effectively getting his point across the, uh, I don't care if Rob Halford wants to fuck a dog. Judas Priest is the greatest metal band of all time. <laughs> fucking beautiful <laughs> like, quote. Yeah, it's like, man... 
you said it in every single kind of wrong way, but uh, <laughs> we appreciate the sentiment, I suppose. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think these witches are Nazis? <laughs> No. I don't know. They're really into occult shit. <laughs> You're going to kill me, dude. <laughs> they killed the only black guy in the movie. <laughs> He's goddamn Nazi wish. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. Thr- no, I shouldn't thrust those accusations to these people whatsoever. That was the whitest black guy I've ever seen. <laughs> now, just give me 10 seconds. I'm a very fast talker. <laughs> I was waiting for him to go yippity skippity. <laughs> More mayonnaise on my sandwich, please. Yeah, the, bought, the, my, bought my khakis at the gap, sir. That specifically is one of those parts that I was thinking about. Like, well, why did that forest ranger show up? Oh, because the screenwriter needed him to. <laughs> like, they just happened to run into two different people in the forest on their property. Like, yeah, and they haven't seen anybody in, what, 18 years? Yeah, at the least. fuck? Like, oh, well, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. But <coughs> Two sure, people but, one day? Yeah, whatever. Carry on, movie. Carry well, on. One of them went missing. Say what? They both went missing? Well, here's the thing. I didn't understand the passage of time either because no. at the end, Amber, or, uh, Izzy says to Amber, like, before Last she, summer. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry I was being weird last summer. Like, the fuck do you mean last summer? <laughs> I, loved, I loved her reaction, though. You fucking following me, you fucking freak? Yeah. Because that'd be my reaction. How do f- you know where I work? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, how'd you know I worked here? Like, <laughs> we hung out once. You got weird and grabbed my throat. <laughs> Dude, that was badass. That really looked... <laughs> I'm glad they were sisters because that looked like she fucking really throated it, too. Boom. I'm like, oh, oh, because... I've taken a larynx shot there. That looked like that was going to bruise. We used to do that in kitchens. When you'd walk by somebody, try and flick them right in the Adam's apple. It will drop any grown man. Dude, do you see this target? You could fucking flick my Adam's apple from across the goddamn room. I look like Ichabod goddamn Crane. Pink. Ah, fuck. That would suck. It's one of those things that you can get almost anybody. If you get the angle right, you hit a little bit upwards on Mm -hmm. an Adam's apple, and you can get somebody to just go. Well, it's the above the waist version of a cup check, and I fucking hate those games. (laughs) Cup check. Pap. Wait. We've really strayed very far afield. Uh, (laughs) First of all, fucking monster truck witches. Fuck. To the yeah. I mean, why not? Hell yeah. Throw Frankenstein in there. I think we should call it. We should name this episode Monster Truck Witches. Start randomly naming episodes. I don't think that's going to happen, James. I know. I don't think anybody's going to do that. I know. I just thought it'd be fun. All right. (laughs) So, do you have any last thoughts on Hellbender? Uh, Yes, and it's the most random thought ever. When I watch this movie, I'm going to let my geek flag fly here. I'm sitting there going, there's a hellbender salamander. I wonder if they're fireproof. Because, you know, salamanders are supposed to, you know, or breathe fire. There's going to be some fire shit. Maybe salamanders have something to do with it. Because, you know. So that was my random thought of the day. You ask. Don't ask again because you get answered like that. Right. <laughs> now I'm just, now I'm wondering, if, as final thoughts, like, Wait a minute, so they strung the mother's mother up by the neck and then shot her in the head, and then she like screamed off, times. and then screamed off into the heavens. Oh, and blew up in flames, fucked to the, yeah. Like a so, big old so did the, toilet paper pinata. So did the mother in this film just have to, like, find her charred corpse somewhere and eat it? Oh, dear. Because they, they pretty much tell us Oh, that, fuck me running! They pretty much tell us that, like, yeah, I killed and ate her. Like, no, you didn't. 
We saw her get hung and shot in the head. Yeah, and then she fucking exploded and shit. <coughs> maybe she ate her soul? Yeah, maybe. Who cares? What condiment do you use with a soul? Uh, ranch with a little bit of hot sauce. <laughs> Buffalo ranch mm-hmm. it is. Nice soul dipping sauce. What are you doing now? I've got about three souls. I'm going to make some dip. While we're on the subject yes. of ranch and hot sauce, do you want to hear one of the grossest things I've ever heard? Oh, fuck. What? Uh, somebody that I know was once telling me that they made burrito sauce. For wet burritos. Okay, first of all. Out of mixing ranch and franks together and then pouring it over their burritos with cheese on top. <laughs> How's your soul feeling? I can't you even talk right? right now. No. Ah, first of all, what How's bur- it feel to have hundreds and hundreds of years of your culture's cuisine? Kicked right in a just, fucking dick. Just pissed on its face. Oh, dude. Dude, dude, dude. First of all. Fucking first time I ordered a burrito in Michigan. I got it, and it was covered with fucking red sauce. Like a giant goddamn tamale and shit, or a big gigantic enchilada. Uh huh. And fucking, it looked like cheese was on top. I went to, I'm not even gonna say where I went, but, it, and then I said, well, and I'd ordered two tacos. You know what the tacos were? Plain ground beef with the same tomato placed up, fucking cheese whiz, and iceberg lettuce. See, see so, everything that you just described. Yeah, the real Midwest honky in me mm-hmm. is, is thinking, mm, "That sounds fantastic." Right, but I had been newly minted to Michigan. I figured every fucking town I've ever been in my entire life has one Mexican restaurant. You can get a decent taco. It may not be home, but you get something, right? Yeah. Until I got to the center of fucking Michigan. Not a fan of the old wet burrito, are you? Fuck me running, no. <laughs> See, again, the white trash honky in me is just like, mm, give me that shit. Now, here's the deal. If with, I, that, with that chopped up iceberg lettuce, raw onions on top, surround if, that motherfucker with tortilla chips. Oh, buddy. If I know what I'm getting into, I'm down for that because I, I can, you know, split my brain. This goes to this side. This goes to this side. This is some fucking cheese and shit. Give me more, right? <laughs> But, but the, what you just described, yeah, I, you just might as well just throw it in a vat of fucking ranch and dive the fuck in. Oh no, I don't. I don't need ranch. I need paste picante sauce. To New York top. City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we? Uh, should we rein this in? <laughs> can it possibly be reined in? James, yes. where can people find us? At horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com, motherfucker. You can also... Two in a row. At the beginning and the end. Booyah! I'm bringing it back. Shut the fuck up. You, you really did it. You yeah. really did it, my man. I booyahed. Oh, you mean I... Okay, I, I did the thing, yeah. <laughs> you can also find us on our Facebook group. We have an Instagram page. Uh, and if you're feeling particularly kind, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us some stars. All of the stars. Leave us some stars so that uh, maybe we can start turning a profit off of this. Or at least get on an algorithm. Some, and go on some horror cons or something. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe we can do some live stuff somewhere. Ooh, that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. Oh, yeah. We could do things. Well, hotel lobby people yelling in the background and shit. Great. <laughs> I mean, we can just do that. Mm-hmm. We'd go set up at a Denny's if we really fucking cared enough. 
Oh, yeah. I don't think we're going to do that. No, 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 no. Mainly because I don't want to go to Denny's. I worked at a Denny's for two years as an overnight server, and I'll be fucked if I'm going to Denny's and sitting there on purpose. No. Yeah. If you had to go to Denny's, Mm -hmm. what do you get? Uh, mm, Let's see. It depends. If if I had just come in, I would get uh, Moon's Over. (laughs) <laughs> yes, indeed, my friend. Moon's over my hammy. Or the shittiest spaghetti fucking plate you ever had with that big hunk of garlic bread and fucking prego sauce and these meatballs. I don't know what they're made out of, but I can give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Throw three pounds of salt and some pepper on it and just... Mm. You know what I miss? <laughs> I don't know if they had them in Chicago or clear, not. But... Clear arteries? <laughs> Did you ever have Fazoli's? Fast food oh, Italian? Christ, yeah. Man, their pizza baked spaghetti was the grossest thing on earth, and I could devour all of it. But I would like to remind you, James, Hmm. that while we talk shit about whatever food, you and I have together enjoyed the (laughs) bounty provided by Long John Silver. Oh my goodness. And I don't want to tell you how much we've spent on a single visit, just for the two of us, at Taco Bell. It's disgusting. It is horrific. We're disgusting people. We are horrible, horrible monsters. But yes, go give us some stars. All of the stars. And uh, we can keep bringing you more of this fantastic content that was barely about the movie. (laughs) Monster Truck Witches. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, we should probably call it. Good night. Dilly, 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 dilly